Hello, you're listening to the Ronnie Fed podcast for November 15th, 2014. This is the Ronnie Fed podcast, the podcast that nobody is listening to. So why are you why are you listening? Thank you for listening. Uh, this is Ronnie. I'm joined by UK or British comedian Nish Kumar. Hello, Ronnie. Hey, Nish. We are both in India right now. Yeah, but only one of us is shirtless and only wearing shorts. I am only wearing shorts. <laughs> no shirt, just killing it in India. How does it feel to be in your home homeland? <laughs> it feels good to be in my homeland, buddy. To be back? I feel very connected. Yeah. Are you connected to India? You are. You're pretty connected. Well, most of my family still, still lives yeah. here. And I was you born in London, but most of my oh, family still lives here. Come on. <laughs> you were born in London. Yeah, I was born in for immigration purposes. Right? <laughs> you were born, in, born London. in London. Yeah, yeah. But, you, but you actually worked here. Like, you're very connected to London. Like you're, and, and I've noticed that... See, there's this thing about, like, foreign-born Asian people, Chinese... Or I'm assuming India yeah, as yeah. well, where they kind of, is the, like some of them kind of reject, you know, sure. where they came. Yeah, like they're yeah, so yeah. desperate to like distance themselves. distance themselves from it. Yeah, um, they they make a point of not knowing any any customs. But you you're not like that, man. You're pretty. You're you know you're pretty even keel with it. Like, you don't make a point to not know it. Yeah, and you don't, you know. Yeah, I can't. You I, know, you're even killed about it. You're very. Kind of on I just, the level. I have too much family here to sort of distance myself from it. But you don't seem like you want to no, anyway. I no, I never had any desire to. Yeah, I think I quite like being. I always quite liked. Well, what's interesting is that interesting to be from India. Yeah, and you worked here. You worked in India. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. You I spent did, like, like a month here. Yeah, I spent. I worked. I worked here for a month and a half for my cousin. Yeah. Um, when I was like between school and university, I was fucking around, and I ended up working in Mumbai for like a month with him. What was the job? He was working in an advertising company, and, and I just was just like an office boy doing photocopies yeah. and stuff, and just living in Mumbai and yeah, having a great time. But you see, that's a very like. That kind of thing is a very uh, foreign-born Chinese person thing to do. So, yeah. for example, I grew up, I born in Malaysia, I grew up in Singapore. I went to university in Australia. Yeah. Then on holidays, I go to Singapore and just work in Singapore, you know. Right, and okay. that's because I had a connection to it. You you don't really have that connection, but you still did it anyway. Yeah, no, I did. I, I, just, uh, I just thought it would seem, like I talked about it with my dad, and it seemed like a really fun thing to do. Yeah. And in retrospect... Yeah. It's one of the few things where I plan something and in retrospect, that's exactly how I still feel about it. Okay. Normally, if you think like, oh, this is going to be really good for me, yeah. in retrospect, you're like, that was a fucking disaster. <laughs> <laughs> but this actually worked out. But this, yeah, this yeah. was actually really great. I had a really, really good time. Yeah, I, and also, I, I mean, it, you're just an even killed positive person. So I think so, but I think we're in like, I, I think I enjoy, it's easy to be in a good, good mood when we're just touring around, everyone's g- getting on, yeah, the gigs I are must good. Be I must be surrounded by a lot of pieces of shit all the time because <laughs> I always find it so surprising when I see someone who's like, oh yeah, just just positive, just cool. I feel like everybody who we're here with is pretty is on a pretty even keel, yeah, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, they are. They but are. it's um, we're, just we're to be clear, we're, we're we're in India as part of the Melbourne International Comedy Festival Roadshow. So there's five comedians who are touring around India to do comedy. Yeah, a lot of fun. We got to go to all places like Mumbai. Um, Bangalore, we're right now we're in Calcutta, yep. Kol- Kolkata, Kolkata, and, and uh, we're going to Delhi next. And um, yeah, just positive guy. Uh, 
instead of talking about India, we're going to talk about movies. Cause <laughs> re- actively reject. Yeah. Why not just fly <laughs> to India and not talk about it? The one thing we we're can. having a good time, and that's all we want to say about yeah, it. Yeah, about India. I, dude, it, I don't know what to tell people. It's It's been pretty awesome. I, I got to admit I was apprehensive coming here. Okay. Because uh, I'm um, part, partly because I'm a little... You know, jaded with travel, just right? Okay. Been touring a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, I, three weeks away is just three weeks too long. Yeah. Sorry, three weeks away is one week too long. Sure. Two weeks would be perfect. But I got it. Got admit, I'm having a really good time hanging out. Um, I can't say I've been integrating very well. <laughs> staying in my Western hotels and you know eating from a hotel and and crossing the road with both your hands in the air. In the air, because the traffic here is scary. <laughs> it's so scary here, man. The traffic is like I thought. I thought. Malaysia was bad traffic and then I went to Beijing and I was like Beijing is bad traffic yeah and now I'm in India I'm like India has bad traffic it's insane people just drive <laughs> like crazy yeah and I'm just don't observe any of the rules of the road <laughs> yeah like it and it's so impatient just so impatient they cannot wait to cut someone else off like just give it Give it 10 seconds. <laughs> this, this is what we were talking about yeah. last night. Give Your it 10 theory, seconds. Give it 10 seconds. If everyone just goes, instead of pressing accelerate right now, I'll just give it 10 seconds. Let the guy in front of me actually make his way, and then, then I'll go. Guess what? The, the jam will resolve itself. My only caveat to that, yeah. which I've told you, is yeah. everyone has to do it. Yeah, everyone. Because <laughs> I, my fear is half of the people will do it, yeah. the other half will not, and the, it will be a bloodbath. Yeah, it will be a bloodbath. Absolute carnage. Yeah. yeah. Why? Why should I wait ten seconds when the guy next to me isn't gonna wait ten yeah. seconds? And then just goes. <laughs> um, so the movie. So usually how this, the th- past three times I've done this, uh, how it's worked is that we've watched the movie with. I've watched the movie with the comedian I'm with. Yeah. Then we've immediately chatted about it. In this situation, we haven't actually watched a movie. We're gonna try to recall from memory movies. Uh, two movies we've watched. Uh, one of them we've watched. To, well, we've both watched one of them. We. Only Nish has watched, and we're going to try to talk about it. The movie Nish wants to talk about is... um, It's called Jimmy, All Is By My Side, and it's a biopic of Jimi Hendrix starring Andre 3000 from Outcast. I don't know much about Jimi Hendrix, but I know enough to know that that's almost a perfect... Yeah, it's pretty great. It's pretty cast, great casting, yeah. Uh, casting J- Andre 3000. Yeah, they kind of don't really look alike, but... What do you mean? They look the same to me. <laughs> well... I mean, he's skinny, yeah, African American, tall black guy. But yeah, and but he's like musically, he's very influenced. He's always been very influenced by Jimi Hendrix. Right, I so think. like, I, and I'm a big fan of right. Hendrix and Outcast. Oh, so there you go. So it was like the perfect movie for me, and it is a really good movie. But it's just a weird quirk. The Hendrix family, uh, the estate of Jimi Hendrix, did not give permission to the filmmakers yeah. to use any of Jimi Hendrix's songs. So it is a movie about Jimi Hendrix that features. Absolutely none of Jimi Hendrix's See, music. That, that does that, how, you can't. It's so weird. Yeah, it's so bad. I think I think if you really like Jimi Hendrix, you would you should just call the movie off until you can get permission. Yeah. You know, I don't th- make it. Don't half-ass it. Well, I think what they want they what they wanted to do was do something that, that it's a slightly unflattering portrayal of him because at one point he hits his girlfriend. Oh. And so I think that's where it's come from. But okay. the problem with that is that now the girlfriend in question has said that never happened, he didn't hit me. And she's threatened to sue the filmmakers if it ever gets released in Australia. Oh, what do you mean in Australia? She what? lives in Australia now. What? Yeah, Kathy Etchingham. So who Kathy Etchingham in the movies played by Hayley Atwell has now threatened the filmmakers with a lawsuit if the film opens in Australia where she now resides. Is she Australian? 
No, she's English. She just lives out there there now. How old is she? She must be in her late 60s, I yeah. guess, early 70s. What a weird... Well, interesting yeah. life. Interesting life. Interesting life. But, um, but see, a Jim, having, making a Jimi Hendrix movie without any Hendrix songs or music is like having Muhammad Ali and just no boxing. No boxing. <laughs> <laughs> or like Ray Charles without any music. Like you can't... Yeah. It's so part of it. That's, that's what it is about. It's also just that it leads to sort of an awkward scene where they go to record Hey Joe yeah. and they sort of have to start and the guy goes, three, two, one, and he just goes... And then it just cuts to the next scene. So anytime they play music, it's always that first chord and then they cut. Yeah, just and before. then they cut, yeah. Or they just play like weird, just instrumental music and they play like music from the period but they've got everyone's music except like to the extent that if you didn't know the movie was about Jimi Hendrix and you saw that it was a movie with these people set in the 60s you'd be like why isn't anyone listening to Jimi Hendrix this is weird they should have scuttled the movie I'm I'm calling it they should have just said no like if somebody was going to do a biopic of you (laughs) without without the rights to your comedy it would just be a film of a man Recording a podcast in his shorts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this would be the only scene. You'll be this like, be and as soon as we open our mouths to do a joke, you just cut away. <laughs> hey, everybody. Next scene. <laughs> Next scene. Now Nish is going to talk about it. <laughs> just silence. Just silence. Um, but why didn't the family give them? Oh, because so of, of the. Because I think they. I think there was. No, I don't know, but mm-hmm. I believe it's because they felt it was an unflattering portrayal of, of the, Jimmy. In in Ray Charles the movie Ray. Yeah. Did, did they <laughs> did they show him taking drugs? Yeah, they did. They did, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. They definitely showed him taking drugs. I mean, I it probably wasn't as unflattering a portrayal as it could have been. I think that he he did heroin. Like, I think there was a yeah, scene of him using needle yeah, drugs. Yeah. Um, well, well, the thing is, I think if you're he- Jimi Hendrix, Sir's estate, if you're the estate for Jimi Hendrix, uh, I think you should make a movie because he's a legend, but yeah. I think it's, you know, the newer generation are not familiar enough with it. And they it would be useful for his legacy for everyone to know well, how influential like he, he was, was. He was operating for so few years. Like, he actually st- he rec- started recording his first album in November 1966. Right. And by September 1970, he was dead. So he was actually right, only in the short. public eye for, you know, like barely. Because yeah. re- the album only came out in 1967. So yeah. he was only really in the public eye for three yeah. years. And yeah. there's lots of footage of him performing. Yeah. But he was a notoriously shy guy. Okay. So there's not much of the sort of backstage, yep. what was he like? So yep. there, it's in a way, it's a more interesting movie than some of the other films that sure. have been made. Because less, less is known about him. Yeah. Did yeah. you see the Will Smith Ali movie? Yeah. Now that, the difficulty with that is that Ali, there's so much footage of him yeah. that you feel like you have an idea. Yeah, sure. Of course. Of, of what course. he's like. Of course. With Jimi Hendrix. I don't know. I got to admit, I don't know much about Jimi Hendrix and... I obviously you heard the name. I've heard the name, but I didn't know what. To put it blunt, I didn't know what the big deal was. Yeah. Then I did some research on him just because I was curious, and I, I found I discovered that okay, so he's kind of responsible for producing a new type of sound. Yeah, yeah. And that's why everyone kind of got on board yeah. with it. And I dare say, <sighs> like guitar rock. What do you what do you call his electric? <laughs> what, what's his genre? E- Blues rock, blues psychedelic rock. blues rock, is not something that African Americans were into. Is that correct? Well, he was very steeped in a tra- black tradition of American music. So but so that's what hip hop. He then turned it into right. something different. Right. It's a different strand of black music. It's the blues and rhythm and blues, and it's the sort of okay bedrock of black American music okay. that he really comes from. Yeah. But then he took it into a sort of weird new place because he was influenced by 
the Beatles and Bob Dylan right, and right. Cream right. and classical music. So who's so continuing that genre today? Is it white oh, people or black people? I think people? you could argue that there is a lineage to be drawn yeah. from Little Richard yeah. through to Jimi Hendrix uh-huh. through to Prince. Yeah. Sorry, through from Hendrix oh, Prince. to Sly Stone yeah. and George Clinton. Yeah. To Prince, and then weirdly, I always feel like the culmination of that yeah. is almost Andre 3000. Yeah. Like Outcast, almost oh, yeah, that's like a the good next point. link in that chain. That's cool. Because they're flamboyant African American entertainers yeah, yeah. who are steeped in traditions of black music, yeah. but then are trying to take it forward sure. and integrate sure. other influences into what right. they do. Like Prince is. He is a huge Jimi Hendrix fan. Right, right. And it, 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 you feel that. I, I love them both. And you feel the influence when you watch Prince. Right. Before. I got to go look up uh, Jimi Hendrix's girlfriend, as in on Wikipedia. Yeah, Kathy Etchingham. So Wh- where yeah. does she live? Like I Sydney, th- Melbourne? I don't know. I'm sh- I think she lives, I believe she lives in Australia. I just read this article. Okay. That's interesting. What, happen- what happens at the end of the movie? Spoiler alerts. Uh, it goes up to his... Like he basically is about to become really famous, and then so the movie's actually about his early years in right. London. How does he? Oh, he, London. Yeah, he's he's American, right? Yeah, he was American, and then in the late sixties, he was playing in New York, yeah. and to, with no real fanfare. Yeah, and then the bass player from a band called the Animals. Yeah. you know they did a song called "The House of the Rising Sun." No, they, they the Animals were a famous sort of British band, mm-hmm. and they were splitting up, and their bass player was looking to manage an act, yeah. and he saw Hendrix play, and he brought him over to London. But and Hendrix was not particularly uh-huh. celebrated in America at the time. Okay. But he spotted how great the guy was. This is a great time for me to do my Nishkuma British accent. Yeah, this spot is something it, you've been spot working. Spot at <laughs> Jimi Hendrix. Roddy's been Sp- working on a British accent <laughs> the whole time. Spot at Jimi Hendrix in a bar. <laughs> in the city. That's in New York City. The, that's the phrase that you've been recurring. In the city. In the city. Mr. Chen. Jimi Hendrix spot it in the city. What are we going to do with Jimmy, Mr. Ching? Give him some gruel. <laughs> <laughs> More gruel. I feel like you're getting a lot of information about Britain from Oliver. Oliver Twist, yeah, yeah. for sure. I know a lot of Britain from in Blyton. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah, so a lot of my... I thought London... I thought British people, like, make tree houses and put, like, marmalade in... <laughs> <laughs> like this, do you know the Secret Seven? Yeah, I know. The Dude, they had like yeah. this tree house, and they put like drinks in the hole yeah. in the tree, <laughs> and then, and then uh, they they use like currency that was just yeah. out of control. I no idea how much, how many shillings makes a <laughs> half pence into a crown into a a pound. It's really weird because there seems to be two penny wherever farthing. you go in the world, people have two versions of Britishness. Yeah. And Britishness. Britishness. There you yeah, go. Yeah. Two versions of Britishness yeah. to deploy the Queen's English. Yeah. And they're both and it's either an, a magical land yeah. where elves mix with pixies. Pixies and in Blyton comes and down with Moonface in his and Charles Dickens and yeah. everybody's rich and has a halfpence in their pocket. Yeah. Or football hooliganism. Football <laughs> <laughs> There's no in between. There's no in between. So what is the in between? <laughs> that to be honest British culture exists somewhere between those between two those holes. two things. Yeah. So you, you um, sometimes you you're a football hooligan and then you you go you go find a far away far away tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Harry Potter. <laughs> with Harry Potter. You have tea with Harry Potter, Harry Potter, and then you kick someone's head in at West Ham. <laughs> <laughs> how how like football hooliganism? It's a dying th- art. Have you seen it? No, I've never seen. Well. No, I've never seen it directly. I always just feel that shit is just people, violent people making an excuse. Yeah, of course it is. You know what I totally mean? Like that. Man. That's yeah. just that's just you're gonna fight and you're just gonna 
Whatever, yeah. West Ham, that's your reason? That's All right, your reason. let's go. Yeah, that's, yeah. Today's West Ham, tomorrow it's... It's people just working out some issues. Yeah. I really feel like if we had a more open therapy culture in Britain, <laughs> we'd have less. It's almost like our therapy is well, maybe, football hooliganism. Maybe the answer is MMA as a sport. Yeah. Just get these guys in and just take it yeah. out, man. <laughs> it's almost like legalizing you know, sex sex work. Just yeah. go, hey, just you're going to beat the shit off someone. Do it where we can... <laughs> Where everyone knows where everyone, what's yeah, and also everyone can watch. And everyone be can watch and be entertained. Everyone <laughs> makes some money. You get to you get to work out your issues. If you get brutally hurt, referee steps in. Hopefully, you know? <laughs> do you know who Michael Bisbing is? No, he's a UFC fighter. Right, okay, from from the UK. You don't know who he is? No, I don't right, know. He's a famous he's. UFC fighter. I got an interesting Michael Bisbing story that happened to me just three weeks ago, just before I came to India. Right, I was in Sydney. I was in a taxi. Uh, going to the city to the city to eat. The city. And uh, the taxi pulls up to a red red light stops. Yeah. This guy out of nowhere, this guy opens the passenger door, sticks his head in. The, so some some guy walking down the street just opens the door, sticks his head in, asks the taxi driver, "Hey, do you know where Nando's is?" <laughs> right. And the taxi driver's like, well, "I don't know." And then and then I said, "Oh my God, are you Michael Bisbin?" Yeah. And he goes, "Yeah." And he slams the door. <laughs> Michael Bisbing opened my taxi door and just asked the taxi driver where the nearest Nando's was. So it, that happened like maybe five seconds before I was going to stop anyway. So right. I get out of the taxi. I run down the street. And I'm like, are you Michael Bisbing? He's like, yes, I am. And I'm a big fan. He's like, thanks. Wow. Just went off. Yeah. Michael Bisbing. What a saying. huge uh, product endorsement for Nando's. Yeah. Peri Peri Chicken Peri Peri. builds mixed martial arts champions. But uh, and that's the thing; these guys are on strict diets. Yeah. So I don't know what the hell was going on. Maybe he was just off his diet now. Because no, because my uh, my flat my friend's diabetic, and he um, diabetic diabetic diabetic. I don't know why I'm really dropping my teas. But that's my how you talk. Don't be ashamed yeah, of it. Diabetic, <laughs> diabetic in the city. <laughs> I got to end it. I got to end every sentence of <laughs> in, in the, the city. Every impression Ronnie has done of me yeah. has just ended with the price. In the city. In the city, because I feel that's my best British word. British word. British word. City. <laughs> say fish and chips. Fish and chips. No, but say it like you really mean it. Fish and chips. Fish and chips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your your friend's diabetic. diabetic. And he says Nando's is like perfectly fine. Like Nando's is actually not oh. that unhealthy as okay. long as you just eat the chicken and don't have any of the stuff. Sides. Stuff. Yeah. Man, Nando's in Australia is expensive as shit. Is it really? It is so <laughs> freaking expensive. Like we were going when I first came to Australia. We were going to Nando's and we'd be like, oh, let's get like a quarter chicken and yeah. get some fries and. Let's go. It's fifty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was so expensive. Like it was like, in England, it's mm. about for half a chicken. Yeah, with two sides, it's about ten quid. So Kay. ten pounds. So that's 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 about reasonable. That's reasonable price yeah, for. That's reasonable I mean, you price. can convert to Australian dollars. No, it's, no, it's it's what that's a, that's a reasonable. It's that's price. a reasonable price. And yeah. also, I mean, Matt O'Kine has a huge joke about this about how like in Australia, Nando's is like this, it's never full. You go in, it's like fast food. It's expensive. Right, that's why it's okay, never yeah, full. Yeah, yeah. But it's fast foodie. Whereas in in the UK, Nando's is like a Nando's is like, like an experience. It's like there's a there's a waiting list in Edinburgh to get into the Nando's in Edinburgh. Like I'll put yeah, your name the, on the yeah, just put yeah. your name on the lines. Like and also people ask if you've ever been to Nando's before. Like it's right. like, like you're driving a car. Yeah. Like people have like you need to be licensed to eat and, peri peri chicken. And I heard in the UK they respect this is how much they respect comedy in the UK that Nando's gives Nando's black cards well there are these these are rumoured to exist 
But so you haven't verified this. I I, I know someone. I know at least one person who has one. Yeah. So it's not yeah. a rumor. It's but a the, freaking the fact. Black, the black cards mean that you can just walk in and have a free Nando's. Yeah. It's crazy. What? Why? What is that? I don't know. But if I ever got one, I imagine it would be it revoked UPDM. almost immediately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, one way or another, yeah. it would be revoked either by overuse and subsequent <laughs> retraction or my death. <laughs> <laughs> but you see, like with Nando's black cards, what's the line? There's no line. No, there is a line because I there is a rumor going around. I haven't. I've not verified this. I'm not going to say the comedian's name uh-huh. because just in case it's not. But there is a rumor. It's quite a nice story about the comedian, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to say their name just for I don't know. Okay. Anyway, so the, this comedian had an Ando's black card and had it removed because they were on a set of a TV show and they tried to get everyone on right. the set a free Nando's. Right, right, right. It was like a late shoot, and they, yeah. this is the rumor that I've heard. Yeah. Um, and that at that point. Is that worth it? That's a nice thing to do, but come on, man. No, no, you should be smarter than that. There's no way I'm doing that shit. Yeah, it's not about being selfish. It's about, you know. It's about being sensible. (laughs) (laughs) It's about respecting gifts. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Nando's has given you (laughs) unlimited access. And you're going to give it the finger? Yeah. <laughs> you're going to give Nando's the finger and go, hey, guess what? I'm now going to buy everyone in my line of vision <laughs> <laughs> some Nando's. <laughs> yeah, that is, uh, yeah, that's not just, that's, that's not respectful. Uh, we were talking about, um, we were going to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Uh, it's a movie that we have both watched, so yeah. it should be fun to discuss. Um, I watched it uh, a couple. Have I talked about this on the? I'm not I'm pretty sure I haven't spoken about this. Um, and I loved it. Love Gal- yeah. Galaxy. Galaxy. Really good fun. Uh, good fun. You're right. My my. I think my gripe with it would be that I f- I don't know if they can replicate it because the fun in it was like the joining of the f- getting you know, the gang together, getting the gang getting together, getting the gang together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's, it's the, like Ocean's Twelve. Yeah, exactly. Terrible. Once yep. the gang is together, <laughs> <laughs> it's really no, it's really no further yeah. to go. It's, it's really hard to continue that energy. <laughs> no, because then you have to do the awkward thing where you disassemble the gang. Yes. Then yeah. you have to reassemble the yes. gang, and you're like, Jesus, this gang is doing my fucking <laughs> head in. Yeah, exactly. So I the, the gathering of a gang was cool. I guess when I was watching it, I could tell all the tricks they were using to kind of get the gang together. Which, sure. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, oh, okay, you guys aren't friends at first or you guys are all going after each other for money yeah of course yeah, yeah that of makes course. sense yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And then oh you have that you're having that tender moment right now yeah yeah okay <laughs> i can get that like like at one point drax like he goes from just you know crazy insane basically wanting to kill yeah. get revenge to like i will now die for chris platt yeah like they they really morph very quickly into I will I'm willing to die for Chris that Platt. Was my, that was my only thing. I thought the beginning was quite slow, yes. and so it then yes. I, I felt like some of that could have gone. Yes. So that we it could have it could have had you know once the gang was together there could have been more of an arc because it did feel like yes. we're all in this for the money yes. and then it cut to I, I will kill myself for you. I will like now die really, for you. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll take a bullet for you. for you. Yeah. It seemed to happen very quickly yeah suspiciously quickly but you know once again i i did i did like the movie so just trying to i also like the fact that it well i think part of the reason i really enjoyed it is just because it was not it's a nice break from the marvel movie 
Yes. L- like that first part yes. of a Marvel movie, yes. which sort of fo- now follows the same beats. Oh, and like the what? Same rhythm. What do you mean? Like, I'm thinking of, and I like them all individually as films, yeah. but it became relentless after a while. Um, first Iron Man, I really enjoyed. First Iron Man was great. Really great. Captain America, I think, is a really good movie. <laughs> Thor, I struggled with a little I bit. I couldn't watch, I couldn't finish watching Thor. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I watched sh- halfway through it. I, I struggled with Thor. Yeah. Um, Captain America yeah. and it just to me it was just because of all three of them just it just felt like it's the same structure yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. the same structure of film origin origin yeah. movies the origin um, movie I mean one thing with Guardians of the Galaxy I feel is I'm pretty sure the soundtrack is a huge part of why yes, the movie is so absolutely, good you know? yeah. and so yeah. whoever decided on that soundtrack yeah you know he ma- that made the movie yeah. Without the soundtrack it has, it wouldn't be half the movie. But that dude is cool. James Gunn, the guy who directed it, has yeah. made some other good movies. And how are you going to... Yeah, how are you going to replicate that, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, I know they found the second tape at the end there. So yeah. presumably you can release the second <laughs> soundtrack. Re- yeah. Like, oh, yeah, we've got, we've got new, mo- we've got new music now. Try and but yeah. I, I really don't know anything about the comics. I think that's another reason why I quite enjoyed it as well. Yeah, because, because you don't know what's happening. Yeah, exactly. I had what? no sort of frame of reference. Yeah, like I watched, I watched King Kong the musical, the live stage musical, yeah. Really? Yeah. There's a musical of King Kong. Oh, it's awesome! It's a huge puppet, Fuck. dude. It's it's awesome. And I watched the musical, and I knew what was gonna happen. You sure. Know? So whereas with this, I didn't know what was gonna happen. Yeah, you know? yeah. Oh, back on you want to talk about King Kong? Cause that King Kong, man, King Kong the musical. Yeah. Was like, um, here's the deal. We know there's a giant puppet King Kong that's gonna <laughs> appear at some point. Yeah, yeah. But we don't know when. So we're watching really? this. So we're watching this thing, and I love how they saved it. They just saved it. Oh, really? They said you don't see it. You don't see it until you get to the island, <sighs> and then you don't even see it. Then you just see him breathing. Yeah, you see this guy in the back, shadows <laughs> of him moving, and then he appears, and it's like, holy shit, this is a huge King Kong, <laughs> and it's slamming its fists. And the the way it's such a big puppet, the the way to get its arms to move is they had to hire acrobats to jump off a. a Platform Fuck. as counterweights to get the hands to oh, jump. Oh really? Yeah. And and what I really liked about King Kong the musical was how meta it was because the the in the movie the the part where they capture King Kong and bring it back to New York and they're showing the crowd in yeah, New York yeah. like hey look at this this is what you paid to see right this yeah. this this monkey in the in the cage and and then I'm watching the musical and I'm like yeah we the audience <laughs> so you become yeah. the audience so for the ending you yeah. become the audience essentially when yeah. they they display yeah it's not it's not made blatantly like that but it's right, clear like okay. if you're if you're reading between the lines it's clear yeah, yeah. and and you're like yeah the reason i paid money to come to this musical is to see king kong like wow. the meta the the layers in it were like yeah of course yeah i'm here watching and because in the movie that's that's the whole point of the evils of the crowd, yeah, you know, yeah, just paying money to see this guy in a cage, like this yeah. monkey in a cage, and we're like, yeah, we pay money to see King see Kong the in a monkey, cage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and with uh, Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy, um, um, I I don't understand how, like at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy, they use the freaking scra- scrappers, the army of the 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 junk the junkers, you know? Yeah, those, yeah, 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 yeah. How does this planet not have a functioning army? How does a planet at war <laughs> not have an army no, ready yeah, to yeah, protect? Yeah. You have to rely yeah, on yeah. freaking, like, literally a bunch of criminals. Well, they had that weird defense system, didn't they? Where they join together to die together. 
a, a suicide net, if you will. <laughs> a suicide net. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's that. What's your big plan? Oh, we're gonna join together to yeah, die. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna set up a kamikaze mesh. Yeah, mesh. And yeah, see if and we can't stop. trap a few of these buggers. Yeah. See, uh, I, uh, you you mastered interstellar travel. You are an, you are plant. I'm talking about Nova Prime or whatever it's called. That's right. You yeah. are a Glenn pl- the Glenn Close planet. The Glenn Close planet. Glenn Close planet. The Glenn Close planet. You are in a state of war with the Kree or whatever that yeah, was. Yeah. How are you not prepared for attack on your, on your capital city? <laughs> that you have to rely on junkers to come, you know? And, and also that... Oh, sorry, I'll let you continue first. No, no, no. I was just going to say the one, the one weird thing I think about the whole thing was yeah. that... Um, again, spoiler alert. It's fine. The ending is fine. That's the ending of the movie. Everything turns out fine. Yeah. But John C. Riley like goes home to his family. Yeah. And there's that scene where he's like hugging his family. I didn't think we'd seen enough of his character to, care. to particularly be invested. Yeah. No, you're right. But that whole thing was I, I I agree with you. I agree with you. But that whole thing was because there was a scene, I'm not sure if you remember, where the 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 Kree warship that's dropping down starts dropping just shit right, on the city. Okay, yeah. And then rac- the rocket, the raccoon actually intercepts one of them as it's about to hit a bridge. Yeah. And you see this close-up of this mother and child like... Oh, like, dude, I missed that. Yeah, yeah. They're cowering from oh, the thing. That's and then, who ro- Rocket yeah, saves. Rocket right, saves his okay. wife and Oh, well, kid. that makes yeah. much more sense yeah. now. Yeah. I retract my initial... Still doesn't make much sense. but, but <laughs> still. Do- I mean, we don't particularly care about John. John C. Riley, I think, completely miscat. I don't know how... He has a great agent. I don't know how he got into that. Oh, I movie. don't know. He, I, I, I kind of. Well, yeah. He was just. He just had to read. I thought it was a bit like, oh, they got John C. Riley to do that. Right. Exactly. Like, I thought it was slightly beneath him. Like, yeah. Almost. Totally. Like, there was wasn't enough lines. In totally. That bit. So I don't know what happened there. Um, the other thing was, you know, the head junker. What I'm probably using the wrong. What the head. Tr- uh, the okay. You know how you mean the collector. Yeah, the collect. No, Benito, not the not Benito del Toro. Not Benito del Toro. The other guy. The guy who. Uh, is the person who rescued Chris Platt. Yes, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That dude. Yeah, yeah. He has like a metal mohawk. Yeah, I can't remember his name, he's yeah. blue. Oh, yeah, he's blue. He's and for he some reason, he's from the south of the US, <laughs> even though he's from outer space. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, he's southern, yeah, and part he's of the confederacy. Really specific <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dukes of Hazard yes, accent. Yeah, for some reason, he's from Tennessee. Um, <laughs> he, he has that arrow weapon. Yeah. Completely overpowered. That thing needs to stop because... That- there was one fight scene yes. where there was just no... Je- Do you remember the third Lord of the Rings movie? Yes. Where basically they go for the big fight scene and you're like, this is going to be fucking yeah. unbelievable. <laughs> and then Aragorn has a ghost army yes. that basically is yes. a breeze that destroys everything <laughs> in its path. Right, right. <laughs> and I remember watching that thinking, oh, it's a bit it's a bit underwhelming. <laughs> oh, man. I'm so glad you brought that up. <laughs> because I'm like, you've got access to that. Let's Why go to Mordor. <laughs> Let's go Mordor right now. And the whole thing was like, okay, you've, you promised. Okay, so I would say at when they... Okay, so the, the problem, the way they solved that was they made the... Like, the whole deal was that was the deal. Yeah, that right? was the deal. And, they and, only do, yeah, right. they and, would do one job. And Gimli being the greedy yeah. Jewish dwarf. <laughs> really? <laughs> very offensive. <laughs> very, very offensive. offensive portrayal. Um, uh, Gimli being the, 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 the dick in the group. He's yeah. like... Let's keep them. Don't yeah. release. Let's keep them and go Mordor. And Aragorn being the yeah. guy man of honor, he's like, no, no, we'll. we'll yeah, let at least them go. they wrote their way out of that. That was them. always my problem with Power Rangers. Oh, oh, let's, I'm so glad you brought you, that up. Every episode of Power Rangers should have been five minutes yes. long. Here's the villain. Okay, let's just build that huge robot that yes. we can build. You Why see? struggle through it? 
Well, there, th- there must have been battles, presumably, between the episodes we watched where they successfully managed to defeat the villain without having to resort to no, the Megazord. Never. <laughs> they never could solve it. They never could solve it. And despite hundreds of battles, they always ended up the same. They had to yeah. use their... So my thing was like, look, this guy, this monster's coming in Power Rangers. Go form the Megazord right, right now, now and right stop on it right now. I to stop would it. argue, have a weekly Megazord patrol. Yeah. <laughs> where you just have the Megazord patrolling yeah. Yeah. once a week. Yeah. Just seeing if shit's going down. <laughs> and guess what? You don't need any of that bullshit. Just <laughs> execute the that final move. Yeah. <laughs> final move every time. As far as I can tell, the final move doesn't cost you any more power. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be. Yeah. Yeah. Just go. See the monster? Go. Go Done. now. Just go. Straight away. Yeah. yeah. Bunch of... Don't g- get in a plane don't, and drive a tank around. Don't fight him. Don't fight the foot soldiers. <laughs> You're jumping around like a bunch of maniacs on trampolines because the monster overpowers you again and you have to... <laughs> You have to get the... Uh, you just go. Go for it. Anyway, so uh, we, we went into three tangents. There. It's like Inception. We just went into another... So, so we were talking <laughs> about... Inception. Yeah. We were talking about fucking oh, Inception. Oh, I'm so <laughs> glad you brought up Inception. Uh, we should talk about Inception sometime because that's a movie, everyone. I haven't broken that one down yet. Oh, no, we should do that. Yeah. Before, yeah. But uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. So, uh, the, yeah. The, and then in the end, we find out that uh, Chris Platt isn't human. Yeah. Which... That I don't know. For me, that just made it less. Like for me, he was supposed to represent, you know, humanity. Yeah, I mean, like, you can kind of see that coming. He's sort of like Luke Skywalker mixed with Han Solo. Like that's his sort of character of like yeah. nice cracking guy, but also the chosen one. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Man, I like Chris Plagg, though. He was great. He was great. In it. So weird to see it. Like I'm a huge Parks and Recreation. Because fan. of Aziz Ansari and you're Indian. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. We've established that. Yep. For the same reason you only watch Jackie Chan Adventures yes. on the loop. Yeah. Oh, Jackie Chan Adventures is actually an underrated cartoon it's series. It's a good cartoon series. It's a good cartoon series. Yeah, it was really good. But uh, yeah, he was like, he's like this heavy guy yeah. in that. And yeah. he's a really, you know, he plays a real doofus. And yeah. it's re- it was amazing to see him. Yes. And well-casted. Yeah, well-casted, yeah. yeah. Uh, he bulked up for that movie. Yeah, man. Huge weight loss. Yeah. Um, Again, Zoe Saldana could have given her a bit more. The lady characters always yes. get slightly short yeah. shrift in these movies. But uh, ensemble cast, like, what yeah. you're going to do, you know, it's not... Yeah, I guess she could have been more... I wanted to see Thanos kick some butt, but he didn't... No, he didn't. Yeah, really do. He They're saving him for, for, I guess, another Avengers movie or something. Yeah. Did he stay for the post credit sequence? With uh, Howard the Duck? With Howard the Duck. Yeah, I, that was disappointing. We're, we're, I, th- I thought it was kind of funny, but we did debate. I don't think they will make a Howard the Duck film. I really hope they don't. Who was like, do you think? And I was like, there's no way they're right. gonna retread right. Howard the Duck right <laughs> into a Marvel universe movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know how they do it. You know, Seth Green voiced him in that. Cameo. Oh really? Yeah, oh, Seth okay. Green. I actually did that, yeah. uh, I'm not sure if I like the uh, that that whole collector. Keeping slaves, it was kind of dark. Yeah, it was having some slave women. It that was, was a little tonally weird. Yeah, it was a little <laughs> bit like I'm not sure if this fits in with uh, the tone of this movie. Yeah. Uh, Infinity Gauntlet. Oh yeah, that's my big thing with the movie. How do you keep an Infinity Gem unguarded <laughs> on a planet? <laughs> it's only the most powerful thing in the universe. Oh, you're just gonna leave it here, and then when Chris Platt comes, you're gonna you're gonna scramble. Then these things always have a way of just sort of being left lying around. Yeah, yeah, and I don't understand how. Because remember the guy in the opening scene when Chris Platt gets the yeah. infinite, the orb, yeah. and then the guy goes, I'm, "I'm," you know, Chris Platt says, "I'm Star Lord," and then that guy goes, "Who? Who? That dude? That dude works for the 
the, main the, bad guy. the main bad guy. Yeah. So why is he patrolling that area? Like, is he a patrol? Was he there? Because he seemed like the police. Because he wasn't interested in the orb. Yeah. At no. the time, he was like, "Put the orb down. We're catching you. We don't care about the yeah, orb." Yeah. Yeah. So meaning that he's a patrol. So what? Like you're patrolling that area, but you didn't know this thing. I don't know what that <laughs> that opening sequence for me was. I don't know what. That's, it took, the whole movie. I thought it took a while to get going. Yeah. No, nah, opening sequence um, as well. Great soundtrack once again. Great soundtrack. Great soundtrack. Great soundtrack. Feeling. Yeah. Great oh, and that's the other thing. If you listen to the same cassette for twenty five years, because he's twenty nine in the movie or whatever. Yeah. You would, you would hate those songs. You could not listen Absolutely to those songs. Absolutely hate those songs. You could not be loving no. that shit. No. I mean, I listened to songs for a month and I'm like, no, I'm done. Yeah. yeah. But you're still loving uh, Taylor Swift. By Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah, but that's less than a month, is it? I don't know. Yeah, that's Too like a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, I'll get sick of it eventually. Yeah. If I had to listen to it for 25 years, I'd be sick of it. <laughs> yeah, and Chris Plyke's still loving it, right? Um, Thank God he got a second tape at the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank God his mom <laughs> left him a second tape. Well, and given his previous form, he's good for music for another 25 years. <laughs> 25 years, yeah. He's good for <laughs> life now. And also, that's the other thing. His ship got destroyed in the closing sequence. Yeah. His ship got destroyed. And then the uh, Glenn Close said that, yeah. oh, we'll rebuild your ship. <laughs> I love the fact that we... Yeah, no it's Glenn Close. Nova Glenn Prime, Close. whatever. Yeah. Uh, then Glenn Prime. Close. Yeah, Glenn yeah. Close. Glenn Close says... Yeah, yeah. Cruella uh, Deville, yeah. Cruella Deville. Yeah. Uh, also, the Devil West Prada. Yeah, also. Uh, uh, the Devil West Prada goes, hey... <laughs> We'll, we'll rebuild your ship because we know what it's supposed to look like. So they rebuild it. Yeah. How the fuck did they rebuild the cassette? <laughs> they rebuilt it so accurately that it rebuilt the mom's the present. Player, yeah. The cassette. I can even understand you rebuilding the cassette player. Oh, but the gift. Thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do you rebuild the, the gift that the mom. No one even knew what was in it. <laughs> Nobody knew, and you managed to recreate it. Like, what? I. You know, that. Still. Uh, Ain't No Mountains a great song. Oh, great, it's a great, great closing to, track. Oh, great closing track. Great choice there. Great closing Buddy, track. you knew what you... Who, who's the director? James Gunn. Ga- James Gunn, you knew what you were you doing what there. You oh, just... <laughs> that wasn't an accident. Yeah. Come and get your love at the opening. Yeah. The opening. Also, even tra- in the trailer... Uh, what was that? Uh, they used Spirit in the Sky no. for one trailer, and then the other one was Hooked on a Feeling. Hooked on a Feeling. Yeah. yeah. Perfect track. That that, that that 70s... Music soundtrack combined with sci-fi, yeah, you know, great mix. Works really well. Really, really well. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go so far as to say that that made the movie. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's go. We gotta go do a gig in like ten minutes. I'm sorry for holding you, man. No, no, no. That's fine. Yeah, take care. Thanks, Nish. Thanks, Ronnie. See you later. See you later. In the city. In the city. Later. Later. <laughs>